Welcome back to Marv on Air. On today's episode, we go through all the basketball. Okay, we're going to recap the men's Final Four. It was electric. All right, we go through and break down all that is the women's title game, everything that was, and everything it means for women's sports, as well as dabbling a little bit of preview into the men's championship that goes on later tonight after this episode goes live. Speaking of live, be sure to tune in. We go live every Monday and Wednesday at 6-ish on YouTube. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. really helps us out. With that being said, we hope you enjoy. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marv on Air. Today is Monday, April 3rd, 2023. And boy, do we have a lot of basketball to be covering today. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. You're excited. You're excited. You're excited. And you're excited for more basketball than we've ever covered in a single show of Marv on Air. Today, it's going to be me, Redbone, at the main table. Redbone, how are we doing? Just peachy. Awesome. And then it's back to the solo man on the couch, James. How are we feeling over there? I'm feeling pretty good. Got all the legs <laughs> sprawled out. I like it a lot. Alex is back there running the cameras. Decided not to turn the lights on before we went live, but that's fine. We don't need him. He's <laughs> glowing, as per usual. I'll get it done. He'll get there. <laughs> yes, sir. My bad. That's all good. So we're going to go ahead and start with the Final Four recap of the men's tournament. It was... Rather exciting to start, and then the UConn game was something else in a different way. The SDSU-FAU game lived up to the hype of the 5 versus 9 seed, came down to a final shot to decide it all. Can you imagine being that player, right? It's, uh, you're down one, you got a couple seconds, you shoot it, and you make it, you, you move on, you miss it, you go home. Like, that's what every yeah. kid dreams of in their, in their driveway. What were you thinking, of going, what were you thinking about going through that game there, Redmond? I mean, that one was kind of just crazy because it felt like – I want to say FAU was up, like, 14 at they one point. They were up quite I a bit. I believe the number was The fourth 14. quarter was just for yeah. FAU. I mean, I believe they were up 14 at one point. SDSU, they kind of just, like, hung around for most of the game. And then there at the end, FAU missed a couple of big shots and San Diego State was able to capitalize. And it just came down to that buzzer beater and the kid hit it. Just he like, did. Just like you draw it up in your dreams. That's right. I thought the biggest thing really was watching FAU lack of rebounding in that last quarter. It, it seemed like the whole the ball was on SDSU's offensive side of the court for the, yeah. like, what, 90% of that quarter? At least. It was hard to watch as an FAU. Obviously, you know, if you watched our uh, our Final Four preview or if you watched our Wednesday episode from last week, you know Red and I were rooting for the Owls quite hard and... Uh, it didn't pull through. Uh, it was hard to watch for for me at least, and uh, it felt tough just because like with FAU, it felt like everything for the most part was going their way. Everything felt good, and then that like second half, it's just like they couldn't get the ball. Like yeah, SDSU, there was one possession. I think they had like three offensive rebounds. Yeah, in one possession. Yeah, in one possession, they just FAU could not get the ball. And when they did, it was always like a sloppy possession. Like, oh, all of a sudden we threw have it, the ball. They threw it like the, yeah. down the length of the court right like, away. What, what, do we, what do we do now that we have the ball? We're not used to having the ball. Yeah. And they just kind of seemed to panic a little bit. It seemed like the, the lights were too bright for them in that fourth quarter. I'm not going to lie. Well, there's no fourth quarter, but I, I get what you're saying. The last like 10 or, minutes okay. of the Well, that's half. really yeah. when it kind of went downhill. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm saying. I, I look at it as quarters, the 10-minute like, yeah, intervals. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But uh, I don't know if any of you watching agree with me here, but... When we were watching, one of our it was going real well yep. until one of our friends came downstairs, Correct. and that was when FAU just decided to stop playing basketball. Yeah, that is he, there any superstition? He brought really bad vibes. It too. did. He it came did. downstairs and was like, 
mm, I don't know who I'm rooting for here. I kind of want SDSU to win. They kind of have jerseys. a cool logo. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I, I knew right away. I knew right away. That was the moment when it was like, yep, FAU lost. And yeah. there's still 12 minutes left in the game. Yeah. But James, is that, that how the you, end of it. is that how you approach games? It's like, do you, are you superstitious when you watch them? Or are you just like, oh, it doesn't matter what we do here at home? I, I don't understand the question. This so, are you, so let me give you an example. When I was watching the Patriots versus Falcons game, I sat down. That was the Super Bowl 51, right? Yeah. The 28-3 comeback. I sat down with a nice drink, and we scored a touchdown. The Patriots scored a touchdown. And I immediately said, I am not leaving this seat until the game's over because I sat down right here, and we scored. And I never got up. I made people refill my drink for me. And guess what? Patriots won. And I accumulate that to me not leaving my seat. True. Is there any superstition that goes into when you are watching games, or are you just kind of one of those guys where it's like, ah, it doesn't really matter what I do? Absolutely not. I don't think it matters in the slightest. I'm the exact like, opposite. Yeah, I'm, I'm a like huge, huge superstition butterfly guy. effect guy. Yeah, 100%. huge butterfly effect. Do you, do you have a like a moment like that where you remember specifically uh, the, it working out the in FAU, your favor? The FAU SDSU one is fresh in memory for Very sure. Fresh. Yes, that in was my hard. memory, not really is, going. Isn't that just hindsight bias? No, it was during the game. I was like, I'm not getting up, and I, I know. I know, but that's hindsight bias. How many times do you think you could do that for like just different uh, games, and then you actually hit? I mean, we're, it's we're probably, fans. It's what we got to do. Yeah, it's a part it makes of the us game. Feel good about ourselves. Yeah, it's, like, it, it makes tribute. No, but what that phenomenon is is hindsight bias. I mean, it feels it makes the game more exciting when you're watching it. It's like yeah. if I get up and get a coke and we score, I'm going to go up and get fifty cokes if that's Correct. what it takes. Yeah, like I don't care <laughs> exactly. what happens. I will you get, do everything. You get in burned my power. on a cross or like have stones tied to you back in. <laughs> exactly. I will do yeah, whatever bro. it takes. I don't know. That's Oops. just me personally, but that's kind of how we approached the FAU game. And then after that, it, it didn't really feel like the UConn game necessarily mattered, but we still watched, and UConn came to play. They did. They, They've been coming to play all tournament. All tournament. This has been one of the rare occurrences where they have won every single game by at least 10 points, and I yep. feel like it's probably closer to 11 or 12 that they won every game by. At least, yeah. I mean, I think the only time that UConn's ever been, like, relatively, like, nervous, where you're like, ooh, UConn, they're looking in trouble, was yep. the Iona game. Yeah. Because I believe Iona was up one at half, but yeah. they were also shooting, like, 70% from three in the first half. Yeah. So it was kind of, like, artificial a little bit. Mm -hmm. But that was, like, the only time that it's been, like, UConn's not in complete control of this game. Yeah. And then they did in the second <laughs> half. They came out and controlled the game. But that first half versus Iona was really the only time where it was, like, if you're a UConn fan, you were a little nervous. Yeah. UConn has been running through this tournament, and obviously they'll be playing tonight. We'll get into that preview in just a second. But speaking of that 70% from three, yep. I feel like we should just jump right into the women's with that. Yeah, I mean, that women's game last night was something. I feel like, I mean, me personally, I can say with some confidence that last night was the first women's game national championship that I've, like, tuned into intentionally. And, and really cared. Correct. Correct. Yes. And, and you might say, oh, it's just because we're from Iowa, you know, Iowa State, yeah. Iowa, blah, blah, blah. But I think Fuck Caitlin, Iowa. <laughs> Caitlin Clark made women's basketball relevant, and yeah. everyone wanted to see what was going to happen in that game. And then yeah. I, aside from refs being a little questionable, I think the lights might have been a little too bright for those refs like, like FAU. You know, it was a pretty fun game to watch. It felt like Iowa, as you know, they were down 10 or whatever, but they never really – it felt like they were never out of it until the last no. five minutes, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Even in the last five, I would say 
the last like two. Yeah. Because to me, it was like the way that like the media and everything's like built up Caitlin Clark. It felt like she was never out of the game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the technical foul, really, really that's that what it, it felt was. like all of a sudden, like okay. Now, Caitlin Clark, there. Everyone knows Caitlin Clark for the most part. Yep. Uh, I don't remember her first name, but Susano, that center that Iowa yes. has, who's very dominant. Yeah, she's good. She picked up her fourth foul, and then and Warnock, on- whoever that is. Like I was top three players, all had four fouls. I think with like four minutes left. Well, it and came down to that last that Susano play gave yeah. Susano and Clark their fourth. Correct. Correct. So that's like that big was deal. when it felt like okay, now it might be out of reach. Now it's out of reach. Now it's over. Speaking of the 70% from three that I own a potentially shot, that's not yeah. a, a statistically correct number, but it felt like it. LSU shot 64% from three. So Iowa needed to be playing extremely well uh, on defense to be able to shut down LSU at all. And when your three stars are riding with four fouls, that doesn't give you a lot of defensive room, right? You can't be pressing extremely hard. If you watch the last you know couple minutes of that game, Caitlin Clark's letting women run right by her because yeah. she can't afford to pick up her fifth when she's like, you know, she's definitely the the strongest three point shooter on that team. I would say, yeah, yeah. and that's really all they had for a chance to get back into that game. Uh, overall, I thought the game was fun to watch. The yeah. refs, you know, two fouls right away for Reese and Clark. No one wanted to see that. No. Everyone wanted, you know, no. no one wants the coaches to be like, "Well, are we going to play our star player?" You know, with forty minutes left in this game. And that's what really stung about this game too. Is it's like this was like the first time it really felt like the national championship for the women's side, had a huge spotlight on it. Yes. And, like, people were really paying attention to this. Mm-hmm. And then it just turned into, okay, like, Angel Reese, so LSU's best player, the one I who mean, did the taunting thing. I got asked if I am if I was watching the game. Correct. From Correct. somebody that doesn't know me very well. Yeah. yeah. It, it seemed like everyone whether was they, tuning into it. Correct. We had whether a watch party. they thought I, like, watched sports or didn't, they asked me, are you watching the game? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what game are you talking about? <laughs> and he goes, oh, the Iowa game. I go, no. So James was in the minority then of people who maybe didn't exactly tune in. Yes. But a lot of yeah. people at least heard about it or knew about it to you some know, extent. You know how I heard about it? Um, no jumper on Instagram. And they, what? It's in front of my face. Closer. It's, oh, a, it's, yeah. it's the top. You got it. it. It's the top. You're speaking to the oh, top. Oh, yeah. my bad. Oh, oh I can hear it way better. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, on no jumper. <laughs> They they uh oh, they man. posted some video from Lil Boozy. Do you guys know who Lil Boozy is? No, I don't. Lil oh Boozy my heard? god, I love. That's what I thought. Mm. Lil Boozy is this rapper that lives down in Louisiana, and he had it like it looked like this insane party mm. for you know women's basketball winning, and really? they were just turning it up the whole time. I don't know, but that's how I heard about it. Yeah. yeah, this was like I feel like the first women's game that there was like really a big spotlight on it, and it stinks that both LSU's best players and Iowa's best players, due to the officiating of the game, which was definitely questionable, At were best. out for a lot more minutes than they should have been. Yes. I mean, this game had ten more fouls, I believe, like yeah. than the women's national championship average, mm-hmm. and it's just like this was women's basketball's like really big chance. It felt like that a lot of eyeballs were going to be on them, that they could, like, knock it out of the park. Right. And a lot of the star power for both LSU and Iowa was sitting on the bench for crucial minutes. Yeah. that just kind of stunk. Can the argument be made that women's basketball, like college basketball, is, in my mind, a lot bigger than the WNBA because people have yeah. allegiance oh, yeah. to two colleges? Yes. Oh, I yeah. would say that as well. Well, like, that's what they are talking with, about with Caitlin which Clark. kind of sucks because those girls are not going to be making any money. 
Well, in well Clark with, is making money. With Caitlin Clark. I bet she's yeah, making image. money, but they're not making nearly as much as like some uh, yeah. male. NIL star. is big, though. Yeah, like they were saying basketball. Caitlin Clark is going NIL? to. NIL? Yes. Name image. Like What's that? This. That's where athletes get paid in college. Okay. Yep. They're saying that Caitlin Clark will probably take her COVID year and stay in college just because she'll make more playing college basketball with NIL money yeah. than she will go into the WNBA. And it, Which, I mean, good for her. Well, Clark's going to be back for another year regardless. She's regardless. not eligible yeah. for the draft after this year. So it's exciting that we get to see her for another year. Obviously, Agreed. I think she's back in the gym today. Right? Likely. She's back in there 4.30 a.m. just banging out these you know, double-handed dribbles and all you know, doing everything she can. She's got that you-can't-see-me right fresh in her mind. And we can jump with that right into the taunting. Sponsors. <laughs> We're not jumping into the sponsors. We're jumping into the into the taunting. I see where you're coming from, though. I did forget that. Smart man, company man, very smart man. You know what? <laughs> Almost you know what? at it. You know I get what? A business Let's get I thought, I, no, see, I actually thought you were talking about nil for a second. But with that being said, if you're enjoying the show, be sure to tell a friend about it. Because uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. This is, <laughs> this is big time. All right. If you're enjoying the show, tell a friend about it. We'd really appreciate it. Leave a five-star review on all the podcast platforms, all that, blah, blah, blah. But let's jump into the, the taunting yep. and the trash talk, essentially, that went on. Yep. And uh, I Where do you want to start here? I think the best way to look at this is it's amazing for women's basketball. Agreed. I Agreed. think a lot of – Caitlin Clark brought the attention to women's basketball, and then Angel Reese pushed it into yep. everyone cares now. Correct. It's like before, like everyone was like, like Caitlin Clark's, it's like an, it's a great storyline, right? It's cool. She's very good, obviously. And like, so people were tuning in for that to watch reason. Her play. Yeah. But then Angel Reese, lover, hater, she created an entire conversation around this game and around women's basketball that arguably without her doing that wouldn't have happened to the extent that it is. 100%. And like, she's created an entire like villain arc for herself, which yep. say well, she you, embraced the role. That's yeah. For sure. Say what you want about that whole thing, but now a lot more eyes are going to be on women's basketball. And I know personally, at least myself, next year when women's basketball rolls around, I'm gonna maybe I'm not gonna be tuning in as much as I do to the men's games, but I'll at least probably be like, hmm, I wonder where LSU is right now in the season, and I wonder where Iowa is in the season. Exactly. Because if we can see a rematch of these two teams in the tournament next year. That would be it's that'd be, be good TV. It's that'd be, be good huge. television. Yes, it will definitely be very big, and I think it's completely warranted what Angel Reese did to, you know, just in general. But it was it was generally directed at Caitlin Clark. I think yeah. we can all agree that she she kind of followed her around after the game. But I mean, that's sports, right? Yeah. If you if you're up, you know, you win the national championship, especially in a college, you know, thing. You know, that's that's hard to get to the college level, let alone to get to the championship, yeah. and then to win it. Like, do your thing. Exactly. And it's like, like people were upset, and I get the whole thing where, well, so like a little bit of backstory, right? Caitlin Clark initially did the John Cena, you can't see me, in the Elite Eight game versus Louisville. Right. So she did it first. That's kind of where it came and from. Then, correct. And then Angel Reese, LSU's best player, came around and was then doing it to Caitlin Clark. Where people had an issue with it was Caitlin Clark did it kind of in like the heat of the moment. Yes. Kind of like just like after a big play type thing mm -hmm. where Angel Reese like intentionally her team was kind of celebrating off to the side and she walked towards Caitlin Clark kind of followed her around the court as like the celebration was going on and continued to kind of taunt her you know show you know the oh ring me type thing that you can't see me John Cena whatever 
And so that's where people were all of a sudden like, okay, this is outside of the scope of the game. This is like extracurricular stuff going on here where she's taunting Caitlin Clark, you know, once the game's over, essentially. So, like, <laughs> let, let's say you mic up the players during the game. You're going to hear, you're going to hear uh, trash talk, right? Right. Yeah. It's, the only difference is that this girl literally just did the trash talk with her hands and everybody knew that Caitlin Clark trash talked you know Louis three Hill. games prior. Yeah. yeah. That's I it. think that's it. I she, think she the literally just trash talked with what somebody else did. Correct. I think Which, the biggest I mean, thing granted, with it, it was kind of her thing or whatever. But yeah. I mean that that shouldn't matter. I think I the think biggest thing is just with blown it. out of proportion for drama and you know, media. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is exactly what you just said, essentially. People were surprised that Angel Reese wasn't celebrating with her teammates or her, with her coach. Obviously, yeah. uh, her coach was crying. It's her fourth national championship she's won. It was a huge emotional moment for everyone on the LSU team. First, first time appearing in the national championship game, let alone to win it. And she chose to essentially direct all of her celebration at Caitlin Clark versus with her team. I can yep. see where people are going to have an issue with that. But some athletes, you know, that's just how they function. They drive yeah. themselves based on like trash talk, you know, and that's kind of that's kind of how they motivate themselves or whatever. I think that's part of it, right? You're not gonna, yeah. not everyone, you know. You look at what Caitlin Clark said, you know, she basically ignored Reese the whole rest of that, you know, the last couple minutes, and then after the game, and her presser afterwards and her tweets afterwards, very classy. You yeah. know, some athletes are that way, I and some athletes take on the villain role, which is exactly how you yeah. you the kind heel. of depicted Dude, Reese. Yeah, and I mean it's it's so fun. What's that? What? Doing that is so fun. Like, <laughs> playing to make people mad. Yeah. No, that's like, exactly kicker, how Alex functions. 100%. Honestly, as a kicker, I can say whatever I want <laughs> and suffer nothing. Yeah. Because <laughs> on a kickoff, if I'm talking mad trash to the whole first line and then as the ball is like, caught to the second line and then the third. Yep. Like I'm off the I'm off the field until we score. Yeah. <laughs> like You're not going to see me again. Yeah, like, I can exactly. get away with whatever, but you can get them really mad. No, it's exactly like how get, a lot of people Getting function. in people's heads is so much oh, fun. Uh, Alex and I just started playing tennis. We played oh, it yesterday. Tennis. Okay. Yeah. But like my junior and senior year, I like I was never great at tennis. But what you can do is just like yell out really loud if they you know hit the ball out, mm -hmm. and just you just keep on doing that. You <laughs> dig yeah. in. You go out. Well, I can't actually. Yell. I don't want to actually. Yell. <laughs> I out, can turn your volume down. And you throw your finger up in the air because that's what like out means, and you just do that every single time. Or if somebody hits <laughs> yeah. the net, you just go net. Yeah, well, half of sports out. is mental game for sure. It's definitely you know. I, uh, mm, yeah, would you say half? half uh, mental, I'd half argue more. 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 Well, more I guess it, it also depends on the sport. I mean, football is like golf is uh, like ninety percent. I would. Say. I mean, like baseball is like famously they always say that like ninety five percent of baseball is played from the neck up. Yeah, and that's just because it's a big mental game. It's a slower paced game. And you don't have to be quite as athletic as you do in like football, right? You so see some big guys big out there. Mental game. Yeah, you yeah. do. You definitely do. But no, I think like overall, this LSU Iowa game, it's a as much as the officiating stunk. Yes. It is a net positive at the end of the day for women's basketball because now this is a conversation that we are having. Isn't that why they say Kawhi Leonard is so good because he's a robot? He's on the literally court. a robot. Like he doesn't play with emotion you can't get in his head yeah some right? some might i mean he's physically gifted as well yeah, obviously yeah. yeah everybody knows if you're in the nba you're yeah. physically gifted but he is known for that he's very much no emotion board man unable, gets paid. Uh, I unable I, to I laugh i wish i could play like that oh. <laughs> i would be grinding saying, alex i would be 
all over him until he until he broke. Until he cries. Yeah. If there's one person who could break Kawhi yeah, Leonard, but he it's just obviously might not have that element to him <laughs> that can do that. Does that make sense? I'll it's the, it out. It's the cornrows, I think. I yeah. He just I don't know. Dude Pulled doesn't there. do social media. He doesn't do anything like that. It's just he was born. In he the just 40s. plays basketball. Yeah. yeah. That's all it's he knows. Kind of odd, but I don't know. Me personally, I'm in favor of Angel Reese talking smack. Maybe not the following her around thing. Well, but, like, in sports, right, like, Caitlin Clark's kind of the golden child of women's college basketball right now. Arguably easily. just college basketball as a whole right now. Especially with who's left on the men's side. Correct. Uh, correct. You're, you're not going to get that kind of storyline out of correct. UConn, SSU. No, no, but then Angel Reese kind of adapted the villain role, you could say. Yes. And some people do love her, but majority of people see Caitlin Clark as kind of, like, the good guy and Angel Reese is the bad guy. I'm sure down south everybody looks at – uh, Angel Reese as a complete badass. And Maybe Caitlin in Louisiana. Clark, uh, in Louisiana, she's and definitely like, seen that way. And yeah. people just look at Caitlin Clark as like a girl that kind of got lucky but got yeah. put in her place. I, I think, would agree. I think the best part to come out of this is women's basketball becoming relevant. Correct. Because you were talking about it. It gave last weekend like real value between the final four of men's and the championship. There was actual sports going on. Yeah. We were actually excited to see real sports going on. Like there was... You know, it wasn't just like, oh, there's a women's appearance. game on, we'll turn it on. Okay. It was like, oh, we've got real sports to yeah. watch. Like, I'm excited to watch the women's. I think we need more of that. I think yeah. we need more of the women's side being yeah. actually legit and exciting to watch. And the people Take who are, like, life. arguing against the whole, like, Angel Reese thing, doing the villain arc thing, it doesn't make sense to me because, like, you look at, like, teams of the past in other sports, right? Like, people, like, look at, like, the bad boy Pistons of the 90s, right? Like, people hated them. Yes. But it also added to the season. It added to the game. People were talking about the game. People were talking about the NBA at the time. They still are. But it really created, like, a narrative around the game outside of what was happening on the court, you know, 100%. Now, there's other stuff going on. Obviously, we're here sitting talking about it. So, it did add some aspect to women's college basketball that is going to end up, in my mind, being a net positive for them because now people care about the game outside of just like, oh, I happen to be an Iowa fan or I happen to be an LSU fan, so I hope we win. You right. know? No, and I think there's – before I get into why I just got this uh, stand here, just I have one last thing to say. But I think a majority of people would agree that sports have gone past the middle ground and into the soft category. Oh, yeah. Right? So if we get more of that bad boy Pistons mentality, more of that Angel Reese in your face, more of like what Dylan Brooks was doing a couple weeks yeah. ago to Draymond Green, it's going to make it more exciting. It's more fun. It, it gives more villain side to it and a lot more give and take and a lot more of like, I want the Warriors to win just to beat Dylan Brooks. Exactly. And it's like, like if you don't have a dog it's in the what, fight. It's like what Jake Paul uh, capitalizes on. Basically, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, if you don't have They're a dog in the fight. They're not looking for a good boxing fight. Yeah. They're now, looking now you for care for the emotional the, aspect. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Dylan Brooks is a bad example, though. You have to be able to back it up. Yeah, well, he yeah, sucks. that's fair enough. Well, coming from the couch now, joining <laughs> us out of the absolute blue is the one and only Mr. Cole Kermeens. Unexpected guest. How are we doing, Cole? Hello, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Take was... it easy on Jim Nance there. That's his line. Yeah. <laughs> well, what did you think of the whole women's game in general? Uh, I Obviously, thought... we were all watching it together. Um, I thought the taunting was warranted. You yes. Know? It would kind of have been cool to see a Iowa girl win the, win the ship, but... I think people are overreacting. I think they're getting a little soft. Yes, I 100% agree. It's fun, though. Like, it adds 
whether you love Angel Reese or hate her, it adds an aspect to the game. It adds an aspect to the conversation because obviously we're sitting here talking about it now. Right. So it must it has some value. It yeah. puts women's basketball into the media a lot more than just yeah. like look at what happened. Oh yeah, Caitlin Clark scored forty. You know her average threes from twenty five feet and eleven inches. Yeah. You know blah blah blah. It gives like holy shit. Like, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Angel Reese is an example of someone that should be allowed to talk, though. I mean, she had like five tr- double doubles and then one in the season. She averaged a double double yeah. in the season. She averaged like we... 23 and 15. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's all right. I would question her leg sleeve color decision, <laughs> personally. <laughs> what was it? She went with purple on purple. I would have gone purple jersey, white leg sleeve. Or yellow. Then, uh, I wouldn't have gone yellow, but I would have gone opposite, right? So you got white jersey, purple leg sleeve purple jersey white leg sleeve or neon green yeah that but was the, weird how all their shoes were neon green. that was sponsored by uh mamba oh it was yeah they like okay bought then for it's them. cool yeah so it was like a thing okay well yeah. still looked a little silly it looked a little but it was like if you know the background yeah, you, yeah. You and know, now we're talking about it exactly so they accomplished what they wanted exactly women's basketball put itself into the spotlight and i feel like there should be more of that like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like they earned, they, I think they 100 percent earned it. You know oh yeah, what I'm saying? and it was a great job out again outside of the officiating. I feel like by whoever like the marketing team, media relations team is on the women's half of college basketball, like getting this game really out in the spotlight and making people care about it and watch it. Yes, 100%. I mean mission accomplished by women's basketball this year. I thought so. Am I not mistaken that Clark did the did, she that, did that to, to Louisville, Louisville when yeah. they were beating them? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got into like. Clarks was in the heat of a moment after a shot, blah, blah, blah. But, yes, you're right. That's kind of where Reese's motive came from. It came from that, and it's, I think, hey, the bad, perfect bad thing boy to do. Pistons. The perfect thing to do in that situation, I would say. This is a question we had earlier I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Okay, James doesn't fall into this, this category, but Red and I both think there are superstitions in sports. So if I mm-hmm. get up, if we're watching a football game because there's less scoring in football, if I get up to go get a Coke in the middle of a football game and we score, I'm going to go get a get 50 cokes right everything i can do to help the football team score are you one of those guys that's like eh, nothing i do really matters or are you one of those guys that'll wear special socks every time the chiefs play i'm not a superstitious person oh my not gosh that's it's, See, just, I'm it's like, just not as fun to watch like opinion. when i go to like an iowa state football game or a nebraska football game or i even went to some <laughs> iowa football your tradition games, is to be <laughs> yeah no my what I do, like, the 11 o'clock games, like, it'll normally, like, some of those, like, October, November games, it'll be maybe, like, a little chilly, but then the sun comes out around, like, the fourth quarter. But if I'm wearing a sweatshirt and my team's winning, I'm keeping the sweatshirt on, on and sweating because I'm not risking, like, screwing something up. Like, I'm not taking the sweatshirt off because what if that butterfly affects this somehow and we lose? nine-year-old logic. I don't know if I'm with the whole... It's sports fandom. It's what we do. I mean, it's when I was a... sports fandom. When it's I was just... a football player i always wore the exact same undershirt i don't yes. think that's the same thing as much yeah. as intergame no, if that's, this happens i don't think I'm that's rolling the same i think eh, for, so for like that's just more like, of a being i guess i guess i equate that to like this is the shirt i pr in and what and whatever yeah but like the, the song you I listen think that to just or makes something it more of a yeah more of a just a special song or shirt Rather than this is going to make me, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, so like, like you mentality too. Yeah. What we're just UConn's talking about. head coach, he's he's wore allegedly the same pair of underwear. He has watched <laughs> them also allegedly, allegedly for every single tournament game, and apparently he's wearing the same underwear again in the national championship so as he take, should. Take UConn by thirty. Exactly. You don't want to switch up what underwear you're wearing and risk losing. Yeah. What kind of? Okay. Let me pitch your thing here because I know Alex has a mic. Okay. 
So I was going to say, what if you were wearing this like special pair of socks and you whoop somebody in tennis? Like, what does a tennis game go to? Uh, uh, 21. 45? No. Well, it's 40s, Love? right? It's like it, 10, It goes go to 11. Okay, let's say Match you beat point? him. Hmm. 11 to 1. I think it's 11. It's like 10 10 over here. Yeah. <laughs> 6, it can be 11. Let's just say you beat him 11 to 1, and then the next time you beat them 11 to 1 in the same pair. But that's like, then lucky, you're just, that's like lucky socks. Yeah, well, let's that's, just, that, that that's the whole socks. point. I let's, know, but he's not grabbing 55 Cokes every single time he watches a football game. Just that one game. Just that one game. So let me but run lucky you through this. Socks, that's from game to game to game to game. Let, let me ask you this then: If you're a UConn's head coach, you wore the same head or the same pair of underwear through the whole tournament. Are you wearing a different pair for the championship game? Because it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> I mean, you're doing everything in your power to find that pair. If it's going to be the last game, I'd probably wear those underwear again. Yeah, exactly. So you care a little bit. No, because that's game to game to game to game. If the UConn head coach, if if they were winning the entire time that his legs were crossed like this during one game. Oh, you game, know my legs would be crossed. Was, and he was like, well, if I go like this, we're going to lose. That, that I think, is crazy. 100% but, my legs are going to be crossed for yeah. that final play. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's been instances where my like team... Within a game, I don't, think, I don't think that you should be superstitious throughout that game. If you win the game by a lot and you're like, I'm wearing these underwear next time. Sure, I get that. Whatever. I mean, like me, I know there's been instances where I've been like, I didn't watch the first like five minutes of like one of my team's games and we were like winning, winning. And then, and then, you then I can't start watching anymore. No, I, no, I start watching and all of a sudden it's a tied game. Like I, I'm turning the game off that was out of me, respect for my team. That would have been like 2015, the Patriots. Every time I watched, we would start losing. So I would, I would stop watching and we would yeah, win. Exactly. Somehow. I don't know how superstition, upper powers. I don't know what happens. I did not, not like watching them. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't like not watching them, but I had to do it, you know, for the team. Exactly. You know, I was player in that situation. You gotta I can't be a team you player. Don't, you don't get in on that. No, I'm not superstitious. At all? Not really, no. Wow. Not in any case ever. I don't, maybe when I was like a child, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe when I was nine years old. And life was simple. Yeah. Things yeah. didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good, <laughs> decent segue into Cole. Who who do you have winning the Natty this year? Who do you have for men's? tonight? Yep. Yes, UConn versus SDSU. Who I are have you taking? the UConn. Fair enough. James, do you have a dog in the fight? Um, get it? Ha, <laughs> Husky. Well, if I have to have a dog, I'm probably gonna go UConn. Fair enough. Well, you guys were right with the Miami UConn prediction, or as far as the advanced analytics goes, your advanced analytics edged ours out just by a hair, a little bit. It had yeah. to have been in the second a thousandth half. of a tenth. Of it was a, in the second half because yeah. you guys were like a hurricane destroyed. Our hurricane just uh, didn't last. No, outlasted. This was Owl yeah. versus Outlasted. Oh, oh, I was talking Miami. He was talking. Oh, the, well, the hurricane didn't last as long as owl I. Owl We were hundred well. percent. <laughs> that one was tough. The owl. Maybe you should have me and James start doing the yeah. betting. You're 100 percent in the final four. (laughs) I mean, this entire I think it's pretty well. Madness has been well to April. It's been crazy. Mm. I think it's pretty well known that the table here isn't exactly the best at betting. But Redden, what did you say about wanting to get back on our feet tonight? Uh, We're gonna just ride with uh, like probably UConn money line. Something very simple. I feel like if we mess up UConn money line. We are officially cursed. We are we're cursed. You have a 50-50. Are we going back to advanced analytics? What do we got? Um, Aztecs versus Huskies. That's going to be Aztecs a lot, all the way. 
Mm. It's no, not all the way. It's close, but I'm going to take Aztec if they still have their spear, which is the criteria I used in the final four. So, <laughs> see, I think we need Aztec to... with a spear versus the versus the husky. I have to go the Aztec. The Aztec should win, which means we should take the Aztecs. Which, which means we need to fade the advanced analytics. Right. This is the first ever fade of the advanced analytics. Correct. Correct. I haven't faded them yet. So. We have to. Well, We're so you think SDSU is going to win tonight? SDSU is winning. Yes. <sighs> All right. Well, we're fading the advanced analytics. We're going to have to yeah. fade them. I like I liked UConn, but you know I had to go back to our advanced analytics approach that we used last week because it didn't fail me. So. Right. That's that's fair. Yeah. Considering the advanced analytics, are you still on the Huskies then, uh, James? Yes. Okay. Taking a Husky over a Aztec. Um, depends on how big the Aztec is. True. Mm. Very I'm geographically different. True, and and think well, about it. I mean, listen. A dog would tear you apart. Like, big dogs. It also mm. is like, like is it like 100 so Aztecs agile? and 100 Huskies, or is it one-on-one? One-on-one. Like a hungry yeah. Husky? Because, yeah. like, imagine, hundred... Imagine... Mm. What if it's a thousand Huskies, though? Yeah. It's, it's, it's got to be 1v1. Yeah. We weren't saying 100 Hurricanes versus 100 yeah. Huskies, though. That's just absurd. That was, okay, yeah, so one-on-one <laughs> is the advanced analytics. Well, what if we if, say five-on-five? Five? Like that's what I was thinking, game. too, but I like one-on-one mm, on one better. No, no. The All advanced right, analytics on calculator is only considering one on one. Yeah, our algorithm if is Michael not that Vick complex. Michael Vick owns the husky, <laughs> I got the husky. Okay. All right. That's fair. I think I got the husky. Fair enough. Hey man, listen. Hey man. I've, hey man. <laughs> hey man. Uh, th- those videos of the guys with the big foam suits and then his dog oh, yeah. come oh, up and pirate. Those are canines oh, though, aren't they? What? what? The ones where they German run German shepherds? In, or German shepherd. <laughs> canine K- canine yeah, dogs? I think canine dog. unit dogs? I mean, but that's the same style of dog. It's not like a chihuahua. Uh, yeah. Husky isn't a chihuahua. Right. I think a husky. The husky pig. eyes are scary. Yeah. Husky eyes the blue are like, ones? they'll stare right in your soul. Yeah. We had one when I was little. Really? Did it die? Blaze. Blaze? That's Yeah, we had to give name. it away because it was too mean. <laughs> oh, Perfect. <laughs> I'm taking UConn. Well, I'm taking no. the Aztecs, and no, I'm going to take average, UConn. We need to stop Aztec now. <laughs> <laughs> There's more evidence being presented. I don't like this. Maybe 150 pounds. Oh, that's a that's big a husky. Big no, no, shit. no, 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 no. Aztec. Oh, yeah. Oh, Aztec. It's a small ass. People used to be smaller. I don't, I don't True. think they were. I like bet. Sure. The average guys. human height has gone up. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. All right, so collectively, it sounds like we're taking UConn except for Cole. Okay, UConn. Uh, good luck, Cole. Thanks, we'll friend. We'll be tuning into that. May the force Tonight. be with you. And um, is there anything else? I think that's about it. So I think we jump right into the draw. Alex, if you are not familiar... Hit him with it. If you are not familiar, go ahead and shuffle him up, Alex. If you're not familiar, our new segment is the draw. Alex is going to shuffle a deck of cards back there, all 52 included. And all four of us are going to attempt... Good fucking shuffle. All four of us <laughs> are going to attempt to guess the correct value... As well as the suit, okay? So it's not like if I guess a 10, I can get it right. I need to guess 10 of spades. Yep. You got a 152 shot here. Pretty low. All right. So let's run it. Cole, what do you got? Um, I'm thinking a black nine, but I'm having trouble deciding between the two. Uh, I guess I'll roll club. All right. So we got nine of clubs, clubs. four of clubs. I'm going eight of spades. I'm going to go on the red track here. I like... I, I think I went high last time, so I'll stay low as well. I will go... Three of hearts. Oh, ten of hearts. I was in the right suit, but we were off on that one. So be sure to tune in the next episode to see us absolutely hammer the draw. Obviously, we're gonna 
we're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get it next episode for sure. With that being said, uh, be sure to check out Sea Geek. The link is in the description down below. Use our code MarvOnAir for twenty dollars off your first order. What's up, Cole? Um, I have a question about the draw. Does that card get taken out? Episode? No, it's fresh every time. Okay, so there's no counting. No. no. Okay. No. Um, yes, be sure to check out Sea Geek uh, down below, and then be sure to tune back in Wednesday. 6-ish p.m. to 7-ish p.m. We'll be going live covering, you know, everything that happens between now and Wednesday. So we hope to see you then. Deuces. Nice. Nice. Click.